0: people don't understand sometimes when you do certain things in a certain way because life teaches you the lesson i've been i had a just conversation the other day my wife said trust me we've done it's like i'm always checking in you know why especially when people tell you i know what i'm doing i know what i'm doing leave me alone i know what i'm doing oh you're too much people don't understand people you know Are you thinking about building your wealth? Are you thinking about where to start or not knowing where to start in your wealth creation journey? At Property Wealth Education, we teach people how to get started, how to build an empire and how to invest passively and actively using property in your wealth creation. Month in, month out, week in, week out, we have curated courses that is available to you free and paid and through our upgraded mentorship program, The Wealth Circle. If you're thinking of building your wealth, we wanna invite you to click on a a link below the show notes on this video uh, to book a call with us. We'd like to have a chat to help you start to build your wealth, build a legacy for yourself and your family. hello guys and welcome to another episode i have a guest in the studio with me today guys today i'm gonna jump straight in just like me my guest today went from uber driver to millionaire different game he's a property millionaire but from uber driving to property millionaire literally from the streets of nigeria to the uk to a notorious forbes coach can we welcome Dr. Daniel Moses, good to have you here, Dr. Daniel. Good to good to be here in this amazing, amazing space. I'm so blown away to be here, and um, yeah, quite a you know drive all the way from Bromley, you know, and now on the M25. Amazing place you have, anyway. So thank you so much. Uh, Toby, for having me in your in your in your studio in this amazing space. What well, you first of him? all, he tried to show me up today. I came downstairs wearing. I looked like I don't know, like I was in a boy band. <laughs> And then you came in this double-breasted, like, rambocious suit. <laughs> Literally, the moment I walked in, I said, I, I just did not about-turn. I went straight upstairs, donned a nice suit, put on the gold tie, just to be at your level. I just want to play a little bit at your level. And tell us uh, who Dr. Daniel is, for those of us who don't know. Well, I mean... Um... I'm a very simple, easygoing person, but very driven, very ambitious. I think one of the things that's gotten me from where I am, especially when I discovered the fact that the principles of wealth creation comes with a lot of being aggressive in your goals and your purpose and where you, you know, where you want to be in life. Mm-hmm. So I'm someone who over the last 22 years will call myself an entrepreneur, but I did not become successful until literally over the last three years, mm-hmm. you know, that I saw myself winning, but it went through a lot of failures. It went through a lot of love, you know, you know, in ups and downs, you know, bridges in the marriage, going through depression going for anxiety you know becoming an author now and having so many success around me mm-hmm. but one of the things i learned when i speak about who i am is that the fact is that we'll have to understand the importance of building from within mm-hmm. taking care of the within mm-hmm. so that you can manifest the outside absolutely and that has helped me to become the inspiration that I am today, mm-hmm. the, you know, the fourth coach that I am today, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, you know, the the doctor of wealth. Come on, I, I use the word yes, the doctor of wealth creation mm-hmm. and a property mogul that I am. So, in a nutshell, I'm a man who wears many hats, but all focused on the real estate and wealth creation industry. Fantastic. Now you, you mentioned something very important there. One of my favorite authors is John Maxwell. And he he quoted something, he said, successful people are standing on top of a mountain top of failures. Mm-hmm. That's what made them successful. But if you look underneath any successful person, you're gonna see just failure after failure. They literally, so he said, fail forward. Yes. He's uh, notorious for the book, uh, Sometimes You Win, Sometimes You Learn. It was one of the books that really taught me the principles of, Failing forward that you have to push forward and the only way to success is failure. Yeah Um, Now yesterday on our Instagram you shared quite explicitly some things that I didn't know about you I don't think even some of your own audience didn't know about you But you talked about one very triggering moment in your business journey um, uh, Where you took risk because that is business you had some situation happen in the UK you had to go back to uh Nigeria. Yeah. Can you share the story of what happened? So I first came to this country a couple of years back and um, in 2012 I originally got fed up and tired and went back to Nigeria to set up oil and gas. But before that I had a, a little bit of challenges in my life, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, where I had to leave the country, you know, voluntarily. And I left voluntarily and I could all come back. You know, all of this is in my book, by the way, which is called The Test, The Journey of the Ordinary to the Extraordinary, Mm. which is commonly going to be released uh, June the 6th, 2023. So I, I remember being in Nigeria and not being able to come back here. I have my wife, I've got two young kids. Mm-hmm. So I've had my first, my first child, not my second, because at that time I hadn't got my second child. So Abraham was already here. Angel wasn't even conceived yet. So 2009, I'm way back in Nigeria. I can't come back to the country and I keep battling the case over there because I had to leave voluntary in 2009, which I've never actually ever shared. But I'm not going to go into the great details because in the book, because I want people to read the full story so it's not actually very, very controver- controversial. So anyway, I managed to to win the battle, you know, haven't left in 2009, came back in 2010, managed to win the battle, returned back into England. Uh, you and know, you had children. I yeah. had my wife here. Your wife and children. I had my son and here. And still had to leave. And I've to... seen people who have gone through that. That is not fun. It's not I fun. Mean, to feel that disenfranchised, like nobody really wants you yeah. in a place, like there's no sense of home. And then you go back to Nigeria and start a business. Yeah. Why would you do that? It, it's, 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 I do business, I've got businesses, and I can't, you know, I, I do it as well, but you've just experienced, this, experienced something traumatic. Most people when they experience something traumatic look for safety. Yeah you've exposed yourself to more danger and risk mm-hmm. why would you start a business after what you've experienced when i experienced leaving the country voluntarily and then eventually coming back legally in 2010 um whilst i was way back in nigeria this i had gotten married in 2006 by the way mm-hmm. so it's quite a very interesting question let me go deeper mm-hmm. so i first came to this country in 2004 mm-hmm. back and forth back and forth I then met my wife in 2006, so 2005, mm-hmm. in the bus. So within six months, I proposed to my wife. You met your wife on a bus? Yes, we met, I met my wife on the bus. How did you, see, there's so many angles, so you, you've never <laughs> met this woman before. You get on a bus. How did you, proposition, how did you pattern this thing? I met my wife in the bus. I still remember she walked through the bus. She's carrying all the, all the different bags with her. And I, the moment I saw her, I was with two of my friends. You know, and two of my friends were actually contemplating who's going to go and say okay. hello. And I'm like, guys, calm down. This is mine. Hey. I was like, guys, guys calm guys, down. Chill. 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 This Do- is mine. The doctor of love has it. I okay. said, I've got this, yes. you know, and I went, spoke to her. She wasn't listening anyway. But anyway, she got down her bust. I got <laughs> yes. down. Yeah. On the same stop with her. The door, that was not my direction. Okay. I, got, I stopped from the bus and I helped her with her bags. Okay. Came down with her, helped her to take her bags into where she was going to. Okay. But still no number collected, but eventually we, popped, we 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 bumped into each other another another case scenario again. Look at that. We we exchanged numbers, Nesta, because you're not going anywhere. This that's sn- not marketing. How many times does someone need to see you before they buy your product? I think if you really look at it, right. In the, the standard of the market industry say there has to be seven touch points mm-hmm. if you're good three touch points mm-hmm. but i've been in a situation where i've closed an entire room at one point. But that's how much you become of a sales guy. Okay, so you were closing a deal here. So I closed the deal. Selling. I closed Part the deal of on the sale a second is, time. Look, I'm a gentleman. Exactly. You come off the bus, it's not your style. Part of that closes, I'll carry your bags. You're adding value. Yes. You're providing a service here. You're you're de- you're demonstrating something so that she can extrapolate into future and say, this is a good man. Absolutely. And then she sees you again. Now the subconscious thought is implanted of who you are. She's ready to buy. The deal absolutely come on absolutely this is, this is business 101 that men can learn about dating you know i explain business so deep with how you how men and how a male and female can actually look at courtship yes i explain business that time yes and i even explain business and sales you know even childbearing. Mm-hmm. right even sexuality mm-hmm. because if you want to be successful and you wanted to sell a product all right and you're looking to sell that product to every single person mm. people are not going to buy that specific product Correct. if they don't become accustomed to it so th- take your tv channel mm. and you see bt always promoting every single day telling you they've got the fastest broadband internet even though you're not ready to buy and change your internet service provider yes now the day virgin media misbehaves the first thing that comes into your mind is i'm going to switch to bt because yeah. they just produced the first one right and this is something that is a void where business or startups don't even think about marketing the product right. enough so people for you think to plan because up somebody else's with them they're not married they're just dating right yeah they're not committed so you might as well advertise your own self there as well. And then one day this guy break, breaks your heart. Well, there's a, this person over here and you can move on. Absolutely. It's a great allegory because that's how uh, I was uh, seeing, I was saying to a business partner just earlier, I said, I'm grooming a prospect right now. That mm. sounds dodgy, but by any terms, because grooming is like child grooming. But essentially, when you got a, uh, somebody that you're trying to bring into a business deal, you got to walk with it like it's a relationship. You got to nurture the relationship. Yes. You got to take care of the relationship. You got to make sure you don't drop the baby. You got to make sure that it, that until the money is in the account and everybody's made their profit. Yeah. And even when they've made their profit, there's more to be made by building and adding value to the relationship. And then Absolutely. Part that. So it's powerful. So you, you've got into a relationship, you, you, but now you have to leave the country. Yes. So I left the country. And then when I left the country, I'm here in Nigeria for almost a year. I can't come back and battling my case back and forth, back and forth. Eventually a year later, I win the case and I come back to England. Now I came back to England. Whilst I was in Nigeria for that, for that whole year, it was just petty business here and there because the focus the mindset is I need to go back to my wife. Mm. I, need to, I need to go back to my son. My son was my, my, my first son was born in 2008. Mm. I'm out of the country in 2009. Mm. so you can see the time frame. He just mm. started to walk right. when I left the country. And now I came back. I had to start a business now. I started a business in, 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 you know in, in, in establishing an internet calf. And as well as I started to buy clothes to ship over to Nigeria. I started to buy cars, break it into spare parts, ship back to Nigeria. I started doing that 2010, 2011. And I'm asking myself every single day, what the hell am I doing as an entrepreneur? So it's like, you're just chasing, chasing. Nothing seems to work. There's so many challenges around 2012. I'm like, you know what? I can't continue in this country like this, I've got to go back to Nigeria. Now, I intentionally really went to Nigeria for real. Did you take your family? No. You went by yourself? So this time I said to my wife, I'm just tired of running scatter trying to." It's like, you're going somewhere, but you're going nowhere. Mm. You're just trying to go somewhere, you're going nowhere. 2012, I said, I'm going just going to go back. A year later, I'm just going to go back. And while this was ongoing, this was because i didn't really understand entrepreneurship okay and this is because i didn't understand that you need to sow Mm. the farmer goes to sow and then it waits to what harvest yeah i go back to nigeria i set up oil and gas business in 2012 2013 so the other businesses you were running just start on your principle here the farmer goes to sow Just on your principle here, what was the issue then with the other businesses? Was it that they weren't working or you just weren't patient enough to see the harvest, to nurture those companies till they become what they need to be to take care of you? You just want the money now. Exactly. Okay. I just Because when we get into this journey of entrepreneurship, I was having a very interesting chat with your team when I came in, and this was something that I was talking about. Sure. I think, the journey of entrepreneurship has been sold as an instant gratification mentality that you start a business you become successful overnight whether you're selling whether you are in crypto whether you're in property whatever that you're doing in business things take time to stabilize they do and even with your analogy of seed time and harvest, yeah. right? You, like for example, this plant we have here. Before it can even grow into what it needs to be, the roots need to go down yeah. into the soil, and that's the part where people are like, I'm not successful. Nothing's working. Nothing There's no working. hope. It's dark. I'm being buried under bills. I'm being buried under uh, pain. Nobody even knows my name. I've done Instagram lives, and it's only one person I watching see. my Instagram live, yeah. and that's my mom. And nothing's really uh, p- pulling through for me. So. But then if they keep on in that dark time, that's the time. Because if you shoot suddenly, yeah. if suddenly life just gives you success like that, this why, how it. many lottery winners blow it all in a short period of time? Because they didn't develop the principles in those dark seasons. Mm-hmm. That it's going to take to sustain success. Yes. So I'd say, you know, this is where entrepreneurs really become entrepreneurs. It's the time they're not known. We yeah. know of Musk. When he blew up, when he yeah. IPO'd or whatever, we know of the botlets or whatever. But what we don't know is they've been preparing when nobody was looking, nobody knew their name. They've been failing as much as they possibly could, yeah. making every mistake. And all we know success is when it was public, when they yeah. faced their Goliath in public and yeah. everybody saw yeah. it. Yeah. So, yeah, sorry, back to... You. So, and and that is it, right? So, at the end of the day, we, I went through this journey and... I got back to nigeria started oil and gas so now i've done trade i've basically broken cars in spare parts shipped to nigeria mm-hmm. had an internet cap that, that got business Did not work now all of a sudden i'm in oil and gas uh again a friend of a friend told me about it introduced me to one person and the other there was no actual mentorship or neither did i go to a conference and seminar did I actually have someone who was actually leading me but i was told do this, do this. So I'm, I'm in the business in oil and gas now, logistics, mm-hmm. moving products from one, from one destination to the other. Mm. Come 2005, so, so 2015, business is all good and everything. I'm like, oh, thinking, yeah, I'm winning now. Mm. All of a sudden, two of my trucks carrying. So the purchase. business is going well. Business is going well now. 2012 yeah. or 2013, all the way through to 2015, business is going well. Yeah. Right, and I'm feeling on top again now, three yeah. years, or about three and two to three three years. Business is working. Okay, I can afford the great things, I can travel, but not business class, not, you know, yeah, just, yeah. just do the things. things are comfortable. Things. things are a bit comfortable, yes. I can send the Mrs. You're sending money, money home. I can send Mrs. Money from Nigeria nice. to pay the mortgage in yeah. London and sure. everything else, and, you know, pay the bills, and everything is fine. The business can pay its bills and yeah. look after me. All of a sudden, 2015, towards the end of the year, I receive a phone call from my driver. Just close to around about um eight eight to nine pm. And he's shouting and screaming, spoke pidgin language in Nigeria. You know, and shouting and screaming. What is are you it? in Nigeria or UK at the time? I'm in the UK. Shouting, screaming, my phone rings. Okay. Spoke, actually, I'll, I'll speak. I'll speak exactly the words. Oh, God. It's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. He's shouting, oh, God. I said, Paul, waiting happened. Mm. That means, what, what happened? happened? And he said, fire. I said, what fire? He said, I did not die. I did not die. And he's screaming, shouting, he's screaming, shouting. Two of my trailers carrying 65 liters of petroleum products had run into each other. How much money are we talking, were we talking? About, we're talking about almost £150,000 together with the trucks, everything else, the product and everything else. And this was a bit of scarcity as well. So we've overbought the product and everything else moving into a part in, of the Northern Nigeria around, around Lokoja where you have the Nigeria, uh, River Niger. The two trucks run into each other, bust into flames. Was it negligence? Why did they run into each other? the bad roads, <sighs> and they fell into the valley, two of them. And... I'm guessing Nigeria, no insurance. I'm coming there. Oh gosh. So, <clears throat> okay, they burst into flames.
1: Thank into God life was
0: spared, nobody died. Nobody died, this, yes nobody died. And they burst into flames and and I'm you know discussing with my wife this was happening. My wife said me to calm down. I calmed down and I chilled the next morning and the managers and everybody else involved in the business trying to liaise. We didn't have an insurance policy active because the previous insurance policy was already expired and the manager who was duly Paid to manage a business because I was in and out. Because when I was in 2013 to 2015, I would go to Nigeria, I would spend three months, I'd come back to London, I'd go. To this thing, you can employ people to do a task. Exactly. I've experienced this so many times. You can employ people to do a task and they overlook the most important detail of that task and things can literally go to hell like that. Let me ask you a question What date was this? This was towards the end of 2015. Okay, so you have the chance now to get a time machine, go back to 2015, to the day before, with all the knowledge you have now, what are you doing differently that day? If I was to go back 2015 when this happened to me, I think, first of all, I would personally, personally, first of all, make sure that I have all my reminders set on my phones to renew my insurance policies that's okay. the very first don't thing. trust the employees to think of it no you're going to remind them like then, then people say don't multitask so people say don't, don't, don't micromanage. don't micromanage yes micro Micromanage. Micro bloody manage i i feel you 100 because the amount of things that have fallen through that were deadly to our company because i thought don't micromanage trust people they'll get it done and you don't want to be that guy yeah but you have to be that guy. Especially when people tell you, oh, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. Leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. Oh, you're too much. You're, you know, I mean, I came here with one of my social media assistants. He's there. He knows. I train him almost every day. People don't understand sometimes when you do certain things in a certain way because life teaches you the lesson. Correct. You've been burnt a few too many times. I've been... Am I... I had a just conversation the other day, my wife said, even my wife, she's the she's operations director of the business, she says, trust me, good it's like, I'm always checking in, you know why? Mm-hmm. What could I have done different in mm-hmm. 2015 mm-hmm. if I was micromanaging the manager and micromanaging everybody else? Hmm. And the truth is, when things go bad, those people... It's not them. They're gone they, now. I don't have those guys anymore. They're I gone. Mean, they face their own but life. The person who gets attacked for everything going wrong is not the employees. You're gonna get attacked. If you got investors, say, lined up, let's say they invested in that petroleum deal or they had their money invested in it, nobody gets it but you. And even if you don't have investors, the disappointment you feel that you, and I guess the part of the torment is you do wish you could build a time machine and go back. And that's why time is so, it's such a darn, I wish I could cuss out time because it's its a one-way door and everything in your mind, your mind is not a one-way door. Your imagination keeps on going back. Why yeah. didn't I do this? Yeah. All I needed yeah. to do was make that one phone call. If I made yeah. that darn phone call, this would not have happened. If I checked that document, I don't care if I paid that guy a hundred thousand pounds to do that document, I should have checked that document yeah. to make sure that was done. So then you go through, you described it yesterday, can you, can you take us back there? You go through literally one of the worst periods of your life after that. First of all, why did that hit you so badly? What are you telling yourself at the time? When that hit me, when I got that phone call, I received the information, I felt normal. And I just said, well, I remember the, the first person I called after speaking to my wife was my mother. And my mother said to me, Who is after you? She said, Who is after you? And whoever is after you, who is after you? Whoever is after you, and she just. But you know, you're talking to your mom to be spiritual. Spiritual, Like, this is a demon. Yeah. Like, this is not normal. We need to be up in the intercession. My mom is saying to me, and then after that conversation, the next morning, she told she calls me back. She said, You'll be great. And this is what she's always told me right from when I was growing up as a child. You'll be great. You'll be great. And she's obviously encouraging me now. Um, a couple of weeks later, this is Christmas. Coming to into Christmas. I, now I don't even have money to basically, you know, for Christmas. And the missus had to obviously look after everyone else for December. Um, and then I'm going through all these different trauma. And what I'm literally going backwards is... How come it's almost like anything I'm ever doing is not working? How come is entrepreneurship for me? Is this for me? Do I need to do this? And all these different things. I start time, to feel like, did do you, do you start to feel like, am I cursed? Yeah. I hear oh, that. You know what, I tell you, I said it to you yesterday. My friend sent me a message because we have gone through, you ask our team, hell on earth, even just this event that we're doing. And people will know because you gotta to be tough, you gotta to be strong, you're the brand, you can't fall apart. But I got to a point I text my friend, like, I am I cursed, do we need to pray? Because day after day, <laughs> something is happening. What's going on? And my friend messaged me, she goes, objects in motion experience the most resistance. She said, keep keep your motion. The reason why you're experiencing all this resistance is you're moving really fast. Keep going. And that hit me. You don't experience resistance if you're sitting still doing nothing. No. The fact that you're doing something is why it looks like you're failing, but it's just the resistance to your speed, to your yeah. greatness, to what's happening. So yes, so you feel cursed, you feel... I quit it. The trade. And I quit it. You quit? I quit entrepreneurship. How does it affect your marriage, did it? Very, mm. very, very. Talk uh, to that, as a man, in the moment, I'm guessing you're angry with your wife, and you I'm don't ag- know why you're angry. I'm angry with my wife. Um, I'm angry with my kids, everything they're doing is wrong, everything my wife is doing is wrong. She is in she is in the corporate industry, mm. she's always had a job. and mm. um, she only just resigned about last year out of our 25 years career to join the company that I mm. that, that we now have established. And she doesn't seem to understand where you're at, mm-hmm. where I am at, what's going on. And she's like, you might as well just go and get a job. You might as well just go get a job. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. I found myself, I've never been really properly employed like that. Mm-hmm. I found myself a job with Amazon as a driver, as a delivery driver, and at the same time with Yoda, working with Yoda. So now I started to do two delivery job and i started to have the most amazing time of my life really um, yeah start to just you know when everything when you've been beating so much to the ground <laughs> and there's this guaranteed income now. and yeah now no you're making risk. 300 pounds 250 like oh thank god uh, yeah and and that was me now i just started to just appreciate everything right. and this was for the first couple of two months three months just yeah. so i leave pick up the pick up the parcels, put it in my in my car you know, deliver it, sometimes pick up the kids, the kids who, you know, my son, the big grown now, 2016, right? Mm. I'm like, yeah, Abraham, that's number 10, that's number 11. So and, help you do the delivery. And we're just, we're having fun. <laughs> and then I, I didn't realize I was going to, I was getting depressed. I didn't realize I was getting depressed. Mm. And while so this is happening, and I'm You know, this is January two thousand and sixteen now. So you know, February. I didn't know I was getting depressed, but I started to have some weird feeling in my body. You know that if you drop this like that with a sound, I will feel so irritated as if I'm gonna. I feel so irritated even telephone ringing. I started to have different then my body. Wow and I don't understand what I'm going through, and I start to see the doctor, the doctors don't understand my symptoms. I'll lie on the bed and I can't sleep. I literally just lie on the bed and I can't sleep. This episode of the Wealth and Business Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor and our partner, Adrian Benjamin. Adrian is a wealth protection advisor who helps business owners, property investors to financially protect themselves, their family and their businesses. Adrian will make sure that if the worst was to happen to you or your family, you will be able to financially survive. To know more how Adrian can help you protect your wealth, your families from the worst when it does happen, follow the link on the show notes and you will have access to his social media, a calendar link to help book a consultation call where he can actually see where you are in your wealth protection Mm. and i'll probably fall asleep for about 30 minutes around about seven o'clock in the morning or so that's it Mm. i'm going through all these different things moving away from that i started to suffer sleeping paralysis Mm. from that i started to suffer my mind telling me every single day at four o'clock i was going to die how, how are you seeing images, pictures, you're going to die am sleep? I'm just probably at four o'clock in the evening like this, maybe I'm in my living room and I hear something in my head telling me, look at your wife and your kids, say your goodbyes, you're dying now. And I'm looking at my wife, tears is coming out from my eyes. I'm looking at my kids, tears coming out from my eye. I'm cleaning my tears. And my wife don't understand what's going on with me. I sleep and I'm shouting and I sleep, sleeping paralysis. I'm, you name it. I'm going through all different things. I'm going through no money. The next thing, obviously, became an Uber driver at the same time. Mm, with the other jobs? With the other jobs. Wow. Eventually, then quit my Uber driving job. So, eventually quit my delivery driving job and then just focus on Uber. Whilst I'm driving Uber now, this is all throughout 2016, I'm still going through all this mental breakdown. I think the most, um, the most worst part was going to the doctor's and they're looking at me like this. They've done every single test that can be done. Why well, are they like physical manifestations? And like our like, organs packing up? Or no, what's org- happening? No, organs is fine. There is Everything is working physically. But me telling them all my different symptoms, what is going on with you? Mm. The only thing we can tell is you're depressed. We think you're depressed. We think you're depressed. I don't get introduced to amortyphthalene. You know, where I take it. Then I forget everything for a while, just slip off and stuff like that. Is it addictive? Yeah, it was. Yeah. I came out of it in 2019. Wow. 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 Yeah. So you're taking these pills to forget everything? To chill. or cool. Knock you out. How are your children interacting? With you? How's your wife interacting? I can't explain what I'm going through, but they know I'm going through a lot of stuff. My wife knows I'm going through a lot of stuff. Mm. I think- now, Did you have enough strength for people out there that you can muster it up and laugh with them and they wouldn't know what was going on? Or is it getting out now that something's- Well, the only thing is I'm going through all of this now. Then I'm also going through challenges in marriage because my wife don't understand. My wife is British resident. She came here when she was eight years old. Mm. She's been raised in the system. She's been raised in a safe environment and people having jobs or people losing businesses. She don't understand that journey of what you go through when you think like you wanted to be entrepreneur and all of a sudden everything is gone now and you're experiencing all the different types of issues in your life from, and she's like, sometimes we wake up at night and I'm like, I can't sleep. This is what my mind is telling me. She's like, what is going on? And all she can say is what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? And that's Mm -hmm. what she can explain. Mm -hmm. And this is when my spirituality kicks in. I'm like, no, I can't continue like this. If I didn't die yesterday. So I knew what it was to sleep and wake up in the morning and say, yes, I woke up in my life. Right, right. I knew what it was to wake up and say, oh, I didn't die yesterday after all. Mm-hmm. And I started to just kind of find ways mm-hmm. to lead me to the part of where I think God mm. started to just kind of speak to me, and I started to pray. I started to pray. Started mm. to pray. Started to pray. And that all that took me into 2016 towards the end. And I remember I was driving Uber towards the end of 2016. I'm driving in my car on the motorway, coming from Stansted Airport, early hours of the morning, and I fall asleep because I've been driving for about over 12 hours the previous night. At that time, Uber had no limit of the number of hours you can drive as an Uber driver. You can literally drive for 24 hours if you mm-hmm. choose, but now I think it's all regulated. Mm-hmm. You can't drive for that long mm-hmm. anymore, although there are people that does it with multiple apps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and I was driving from Stansted Airport, and eventually... I fell asleep on the wheels about hmm. to crash my car. And I was actually already off into hard shoulder, about to, and I just got up. And my body tells me, you know, for those who don't understand spirituality, my body tells me to drive and find an service station and park. Mm. So for those who understand spirituality, for me, that was God speaking to me. Yeah, pull over. Pull over, you just need a rest. Mm-hmm and I drove into a petrol station service and that was where I slept in the car and I had the revolution that, that, that literally bettered the part that I have now And how did started. this come to you? You're in this car, you're resting. How did it come? Is it a dream? Is a it dream. a thought? Tell me about the dream. A dream. I was in the dream. I was sleeping, literally parked my car, rolled up, it was winter. You know, and I'm sleeping in the car and I had a dream. And the dream was I was in a room where, you know, for the first instant, people were talking to me and teaching me stuff. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it swaps around and I'm teaching people stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. And and the, and the only thing I can hear was all things property. Wow. Dr. Daniel, why does God care about property? Why did he have that conversation with you? Why isn't he talking to you about souls burning in hell? Why is he sitting down with you talking about property? I had no idea at Mm. that time, Mm. but it all makes sense to me now. Mm. Everything I've been through as an entrepreneur for 22 years, I I tell you the truth, it all makes absolute sense. Mm. You see, spirituality in God, Everybody has to be prepared for every single challenge. And one of the recent things that I got, what I was reading the other day, I realized for Jesus Christ to die and for my sins and other people's sins and the entire world, he had to be beaten to death in you know, order for him to resurrect. Mm-hmm. So, before you become successful, just like lottery, mm-hmm. if you've never ever had a million bucks in your bank account before and you've never been educated on wealth creation or you have no clue about success, which a lot of people don't. Mm. If you get one million pounds a day, the first thing you're gonna do is basically load up your house with food, take out the entire family for restaurant, the most expensive restaurant, mm-hmm. because buy you know, Ferrari, buy a Ferrari, do all these work. different things. Yeah. And then that money disappears. Mm-hmm. So for me, I have been prepared for this journey that is looking so exciting mm-hmm. that I have just begun. Mm-hmm. because I've been there, been through, I know what pain, mm-hmm. you know, I can't give all the pain away because it's one part of this episode Yeah, and it's all in the book. Yeah. Do you know why I say that? I asked the question because success to a lot of Christians is different. I would say this, like if you study like fivefold personality traits, evangelist, prophet, pastor, teacher, evangelists say, is all about winning souls, nothing else. I remember an uh, uh, evangelist saying it, soul, souls, souls. Pastors have no business teaching money or marriage or anything, just souls. I remember sitting there like, nah, oh, thumbs off you, Because everybody has their measure of success. So yes. the evangelist success is souls. For the pastor, success is, but are these people taken care of? Are they, are they, like, for the teachers, like, are they maturing? Are they growing? For the uh, prophet, it's like, but do they know their purpose, their destiny, their assignment? For the apostle, it's like, but are these people affecting the world around them? Are they transforming lives? And then you you break that down, get good at fivefold personalities and look at people who come to God. If we're not careful, I think we're in danger of indoctrinating Christians to where they they think the only measure of success is how many crowns are on top of you, how many stars, I think we've been told that there's gonna be stars on top of our heads for every soul that we win. And you can can catch a whole bunch of fish and just throw them back into the water and they're just as lost as when you first found them. Or you measure success by transformation you You know I read I actually listened to a very good Simon from Mars Monroe Mm. may so rest in peace and he said the church is teaching you to be poor and the church is raising poverty but he says I don't know who your God is my God teaches me and taught me that the wealth fiscally spiritually belongs to the church yes and he says the church is keeping you poor yes let me tell you something and I made this, ad, you know, analogy yesterday. I said Elon Musk as wealthy as he is, one of the richest human being on the planet. If he understands spirituality in God, and he affects a billion people, what does that mean to the church? What does that mean to the Christian faith? Mm-hmm. It means what? That he can influence and bring or win 1, mil- one billion soul to Christ, the kingdom yes. of the kingdom yes. of God. Yes. In Christendom you know not really here to deep into religion in islam you see them come together to fund projects to to lend to one another even without interest mm-hmm. in Christendom, how many people can trust the other christian brother and christian sister with money yeah. to invest in their businesses absolutely yeah no. you know you know and i was speaking i was uh when i was i remember ministry somewhere in bradford and i said this statement when i was there I said, the difference between the other Abrahamic faiths, you got Judaism, Islam, all Abrahamic in root and Christianity. Judaism, they believe they're a nation. They're a nation. Islam, they believe they're a nation. Christians believe they're a religion. And that's what's caused such deep issues in in terms of our culture, in terms of building something together. I can't imagine how much would have been done by now if all Christians around the world were behind your property a business and they all said, you know what? We don't need fame in a name. Let's get behind Dr. Daniel. Let's invest in what he's doing. Let's build something so big for the church that we have collateral for days. If we want to buy a stadium, we've got real estate in the billions now. You've got the Church of England, for example. I can't remember how many the billions is in as- there. The greatest asset of the Church of England is real estate. Yes. The greatest asset of Church of England is real estate. Let me give you that It's like, not following. They don't have popular following. But the they're estate wealthy. Estate. They don't have young people coming in the droves to Christ through the Church of yeah. England, but they're wealthy. And it's quite interesting that success, it, we have become accustomed to just hate when people talk about success, wealth. Mm-hmm. And we celebrate people when they talk about poverty. Yeah, You know, people love you when you're poor. I remember when I started this journey and I said, this is what's happened to me. I've had this revelation. I've invested in myself. And my very, very close friend at that time from church said to me, bro, you're good as an Uber driver. You're lovely. You're beautiful the way you are. Why do you need all this? You know, and he he started to want to, I said, bro, I rebuilt the devil in you. (laughs) Straight up. Get me behind me. Get behind yeah. me. And I never listen. I think if I listened to him, then the hundreds and thousands I'm affecting today in their wealth set of you know in their sorry in their mindset sorry of their wealth creation mm. would have never been possible. So it's so very important that we have to re precondition our mindset, yeah, that success. Is a good thing to have and it's a good conversation to have. And everyone should seek to be successful. What does it have to do with the body of Christ? It has a lot to do with because we can have bigger outreaches. Mm. We can have bigger influences. Yes. You know, and the list goes on and on. Yes. So, I you mean, you, may, you mentioned even Elon Musk. The power of what Elon Musk has is the guy can go to Nevada Desert right now and say, I'm doing an event. Everybody go, world will come. Yeah. He doesn't need to hand out leaflets, he doesn't need to ticket anybody, nothing. He just has dominion. And when you have dominion, you have influence. So if the body of Christ had stars, instead of killing all the stars you know that we got, if we had stars, people who, not just people who became stars from preaching real good, I'm talking about people who became stars by living what this thing says, by activating the principles that they've seen in this book, and becoming like Solomon, essentially, what does it say about Solomon? It says the whole world sought this guy because of the wisdom he had, the way that he built. I mean, they're coming from everywhere to learn and sit at this man's feet. Yes. I can't imagine what would happen if we had those kind of people in the in Christendom who could stand somewhere and say, Do you know what? I'm in the desert. I'm doing an event now on the whole world. If Elon Musk now says that Martians in the moon are God. People start worshipping, he can create a cult if he wants to. People, they'll call themselves the the, musk, the Musketeers or whatever. Absolutely. He'll create his own group. I mean, uh, what's the name, Beyonce has a cult? Yeah. Literally. I know it's not a church, but she has a cult following. And even if she says now she's worshipping a Yoruba goddess, people will defend, even Christians will fight for her rights. Yeah to be with her Yoruba goddess and her. She's never been to Nigeria a day in her life. She doesn't know the power she's yep. playing with. Yep. But, you know, <laughs> from America, she wants to be playing with Yoruba. I don't know if you want to be... Uh, American witchcraft is different from our one in Nigeria. I don't know if she wants to be playing with that stuff, but this is where I wanted to dig in because the people who are winning in today's world, in my opinion, are victims. And more and more people are buying into the victim narrative. Yeah. Um, I actually believe, just like we had this with uh, Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle also blew, blew up on Wokeism. We also had um, uh, this other white comedian from The Office. Um, um, oh, he's in The Office, he's in The Office. I used to love The Office. What am I talking about? I feel like his name's David as well. Uh, huh? No, 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 no. Yes, Office UK. The main one. Ricky Gervais, of course not David. Ricky Gervais also oh, yeah, blew up at the yeah. Grammys on Wokeism. Because wokeism is hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. It's selective outrage and it's and it's like it's literally victim Olympics. Everybody's crying to be the greatest victim. Uh, 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 you're a woman, therefore you're a victim. You're you're paid less than men. Not that you know you're more likely to get pregnant, and therefore men are you know men will stay in the workplace. Yep. No, life is not fair. You're black, and therefore you're you're underprivileged. And you came from Nigeria. Your oil tankers blew up, so now do you know what? Be a victim for the rest of your life. And and what he said was so profound that there are real victims. In this world, you've got women in, in the West crying out against uh, male, I don't know, toxic masculinity yeah. and all this stuff. But then you've got women in country who aren't even getting news coverage, who are real-life victims in Iran, who right now are fighting a tyrannical government who won't let them just uncover their hair and they are killing them, brutalizing them and beating them. And we've given more voice to Meghan Markle Uh, more airtime on CNN and everything to her than we have to a woman who's being abused, who's told she's not allowed to drive. She's half a citizen uh, by by some uh, laws that, that, that they uphold. And so real victims aren't being given a voice. The people, and I love what you said, we're typing on our mobile phones against, this, but some poor kid in India is working in a sweatshop or China to make all these things we're making for less than a pound a day, yeah. trying to feed his whole family. Yeah. So we've we've lost perspective we have. in the West on what real victimhood is. And the problem is if you, you've got a, a mind, you can simulate a virtual victimhood that doesn't really exist. It just exists as what they call, I think Oprah was the one who termed it, my truth. So you've created your own truth. And now because you created this truth, everybody has to abide by the rules that you keep changing every single five seconds. Yeah. And then uh, we're seeing now in our world, people are adding linguistics, using words very well to, to mean different. He even came for abortion. He said, look, i am pro, he's pro-choice. He said, but he said, you're killing babies. Like, let's stop calling it what it isn't. You're killing, you're murdering children. You're killing babies. This isn't, you need to know what you're doing here. Like wokeism is, I think it's becoming blown up. You just said something watching it that was so true. He knows what he's doing. Because this wokeism going to the extreme is creating a market of angry people like this is nonsense they've got people in between who are not quite angry they're just not outraged enough to do anything about it and he's even stimulating them as well to look these monopolists over wokeism and how we ought to think they're driving us crazy they're sending us over the edge and now they're doing stuff with children that's just bizarre i don't even know if i want to show that today they're doing stuff with children now that's bizarre because they know they've lost the battle with us we're we're, we're to, uh, we're, we've seen the world too long. So they're trying to brainwash another generation to believe that all of this nonsense that's going out there is real. How does your politics play in what you do? Because I'm sure in your business journey, you come across the Wokies. The people like, we're victims, we're black, with So this, you gotta give us uh, uh, it for free. You don't understand what we've been through. I've had black people try to explain to me as a black guy, why? they're not successful and they've tried to say, well, you were born with a silver spoon. Yep. You've had, and all this sort of things that people try to explain. And then when I tell them, no, like my parents were good, but they made a start from rock bottom and we, we built our own life from yep. from scratch. Yeah, You see what I'm you saying? See, yeah, at the end of the day, right? Everybody's trying to play a victim. Every, everybody's, trying to, everybody's trying to own what doesn't exist. What do I mean by own what doesn't exist? A lot of people are trying to play victim. The reason why they should even fail them all. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know my story. You don't know where I'm coming from. Correct. You don't know who I am. Correct. You don't know. Listen, at the end of the, your story is your story. I'm here telling my story today mm-hmm. because my story helped me, change me to become the greatest version of myself. Correct. A lot of people want to, lo- interesting, very conversation. Somebody spoke about, you know, I don't want to go to church here, but somebody spoke about that, the life, the life that we live now. All right. You are going to live in your desert. You're going to lead in your drought. You're going to lead in a place where nothing happens. You're going to lead through the fire burning you. Yes. All right. And then you're going to eventually lead to somewhere where the rain is going to kind of calm you down. Correct. I think a lot of people have become accustomed to this problem of just basically saying, you know what? They said, look at Lex Brown. Lex Brown said he was told that he has... Um, oh, what's that word? So he was called the dumb twin because he had oh my dyslexia? day. He, he, no, it wasn't dyslexia. He has, oh. Is it? oh, it just escaped me. He couldn't spell. He couldn't. That's dyslexia No, not dyslexia. Oh my Dyspraxia. day. Oh, okay. Let me. I'll. I'll let me So us Brown. Les Brown had. Les- but going with you, sir, oh, I'm man, fine. I was going somewhere with this. It just, it just left me. Oh my I hate when I talk and something left me. Oh, he had a stutter, like a stammer. No, <sighs> no stammer. Oh my day, less, Oh my phone. Anyway, that's fine. Oh no, I, I lost this conversation. L- <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's not life, is it? Oh, I lost this. He had something, and he, and he. Mentally retarded. Mentally that's retarded. Yes. Educable. Mentally retarded. retarded. Good. Thank you. Wow, that's a deep. That's a lot. That's not. <laughs> that's not saying dyslexia. I'm like I see why you, how you deep struggled deep, with that huh? word because that's not dyslexia. Retarded, that's me. No, but that's <laughs> back in that time. That's what they would have said. Yeah. Like you are mentally retarded. Mm-hmm. Which damages your self esteem and his confidence. Ooh. So, should I flow now? Yeah. <laughs> wow, you know that. About you didn't know that. that. No. Okay, that's amazing. Mm. So, the victim mindset here was, for example, someone like Les Brown. Mm-hmm. Les Brown was told right from a very young age that he was nicknamed mentally retarded. So he was called DT, the dumb twin, mentally retarded. nickname? It? Yeah, it's a twin. He was told that he can't never spell, he can never write, he can never become anything. He was just, and, and he remembered the story where one of his teachers said to him, do not let what people's opinion of who you are becomes your reality. And that was what changed his life. He could have ended up playing a victim his entire life. Correct. I think somehow people have been told, you know, who they are because of the victimization, the, victim, the the victimization mindset. Yes. That you will never be something and people believed it. Yes. You will never, like, you know, like Chris Rock just said, people have become accustomed to the likes. All right. And people are actually killing themselves because they posted something on social media and did and not get liked. like it. Yeah. All right. As entrepreneurs, there are different mindsets that we really need to develop from not becoming a victim yes but actually becoming a victory yes and using everything that could have actually stopped you one of the biggest things i learned in my lessons of life being through this last you know you know the last 18 years of my journey before i started to see light i started to realize something that no one is gonna come and save you or oh. Nobody's coming. Help! Help is not on the way. It's within you. It's within you. Everything you need. Nobody's going to you. give you light. You are, all, you are your own light. It, you know. Do you know who the pe- people often save and help? It's actually successful people. There was an experiment where there was a poor guy on the street begging for money. People yeah. walked past him. When a wealthy guy with a suit asked for money, everyone gave him money. Yeah. Like nobody's going to really help you until you're successful successful or at least until you look like you're successful like victimhood actually doesn't draw it actually creates a worse situation and i wonder who's benefiting from our victimhood you know what quite a very interesting question that i can't answer because who is who is, who is benefiting probably we could want to say probably the institution yeah governments for sure are making money off of black consumption you know, because we're. It, i mean look at the pandemic mm. do you still wear masks no Today, today. Oh no, forget it. It's quite interesting how, like, like we were saying there, how we become just how we're flown against what should become and following what should not become. Yeah. So what should become and what should not become? We're following, and just because validation, you know, right? And it's the likes thing because everyone's addicted to likes. That's the danger. To to be addicted to likes, you can no longer be a hero. You've got to be a celebrity. What do we mean by that? Celebrities are cowards. I told you a story yesterday when we had the Instagram live and I said if you read the book called That Will Never Work. It was a story actually, you know, a story written about Netflix. Mm. And everyone that everyone that the uh, the founder of Netflix spoke, you know, spoke his idea to told him that would never work. Wow. And that's the name of the book, was wow. that would never work. Everybody was a like, that never, that would never work. But today, do you still remember the DVDs, the CDs, the blockbusters? Do you remember them? No. But against what works, he created Netflix. Yes. You know, and this is where we're going to now in our lives, where people ought to start to create their own economy. Mm. People will be so, you know, so dependent on the government. You know, okay, the government has to give you this, give you flat, give you money, benefit system. You know, uh, no it is not you know what right now is the biggest and the most you know greatest time to be alive to create your own systems your correct. own institution because the, the original institution is failing correct look at the banking system look at the money system Yeah. the bank can take my money and your money and lend it to the next person in the room but you can't literally take money from a b or c because you'd be seen to you be found, it, or is it just me that it's hardest to withdraw your money now? <laughs> <laughs> is it just me? Oh my days! The other day, uh... no, I kid you not. The other day we 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 transferred money from one account to another, our own money, the bank content. What are you doing? And they put a stop on your account. They put a stop. Yeah, and they Twice. now? Yeah. No, no, three times, three times. They put a stop on my money. I got premium accounts, okay. So you should know th- these are you know I got black cards with banks, so they should know this is serious money coming in. I dump dump money in my account, from another account. Where's this money going? I want it. I have somebody now who's lined up to invest something. The bank called her and said, where are you putting the money? It's like, she said, it's my money. Yeah, but we need to know, where's the money going? She's literally shocked that money she, and this money's been depreciating over the time of this period because yep. of inflation. That's why she comes to me. She goes, my money's sitting there. They're not giving me interest on the money. No. Obviously they're loaning the money out. And the of more course. they loan it out, the of more course. they cheapen and devalue your currency. You and I are the product. Wealth, that's it. We're we products. you are the product. The people is the product. And this is what they didn't want you and I to know. Correct. What is wealth creation in the first place? It takes power from the institution. and put the power back to you. Correct. I don't literally. I don't know what a lot. I don't even know what's going on in my outside economy. Mm, I'm so dry in my high. own economy. I hear you. If they say we're in another depression, who cares? You don't. You're, you. I don't know. They are in, and your cost of they. living crisis. I don't even That's know how us. much. I don't even know how much I pay for my water I bill. Have no idea. I, don't have, I don't have no idea. I hear you because I'm working so hard on my own, own economy. economy you can't expect to be rich or wealthy mm. if your mindset is so dark and so poor without a light going nowhere mm. the thing is i think the majority of the population are have used to just jumping in their car and just driving without going to a destination mm. And mm-hmm. not understanding all the different elements that you need to bring together, which is wisdom, wisdom that allows you to become the greatest which version is what of yourself. You need to realize you don't need money. You need you don't wisdom. need money. You need wisdom. You I didn't have wisdom. money. I lost everything. For building everything back, correct. I could have become depressed. I could have stayed on that tablet. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of spirituality around my success. Absolutely, I get it. Yeah. But this one, the reason why I decide to share yes. to everybody that you don't need money you need creativity yeah. creativity is what creates money yeah. you don't need to be you know institutionalized you need to become your own institution yeah you don't need to focus on the outer economy you mm-hmm. need to build your own economy mm-hmm. but the fact is people have been brainwashed like we said likes yeah engagement yes. are you even converting your likes into business correct and it's a social credit people are system. excited about engagement on social media is the engagement leading to you exchanging of a value correct 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 right Absolutely. you and i just literally we we we, we studied that conversation on chris rock right yes yeah. And we know we're going to take that into the business element, which is quite important for entrepreneurs to kind of always take information and recreate and produce. But how many people are taking information to create and produce? Rather, guess what? Entertained. People mm. love to be entertained. People love to be entertained. Absolutely. And entertainment is like, it's you're managing people, you're containing them. And I guess you're doing what you did with when you were going through your Drug situation with which you're numbing something. This is what people yeah. are really numbing out. You're Uber driving, but you're getting depressed. Mm-hmm. And I tell you why I think majority. And you lose, lose all, all hopes. Yes. You know you what? become I think? fat. <laughs> I was going to ask you, did you become bigger? Yes, I did. I'm sure you did. You know what I, I, I tell people? A lot of depression is ignored potential. It's everything that you're called to do. It's all your greatness on the inside of you just telling you, what are we doing right now? Yeah. And let me tell you what we do when we're depressed. We look for medication. Medication could be drugs. It could be pornography. It could be illicit relationships. It could be, I mean, one of those What did listen- they say By the idol mind? Mm-hmm. They said, an idol mind is what? Playfield for, for the devil. Exactly. Yeah. And this, is, I think this is what we're seeing. I'm. My heart bleeds for young men more than anything, because these are the future fathers, the leaders of nations. And you're like, oh, you know, women. No, I'm not one of these, I believe men are supposed to be solid, solid leaders. They're progenitors, that's their nature. They're supposed to put forth generations, they carry seed. Do you understand what I'm saying? So my concern is for men because, and this is why I love what you do in the business world, because I've, I've seen more men disempowered when they don't have purpose, job or money. Yeah. Uh, this is honestly, when I see 100%. men who are depressed, I say, how's your money doing? And they go, oh, it's not bad, I'm not making the money I want to be making. The moment men feel confident, men feel most confident when they're taking care of their family. Yeah. When they're providing for the needs. Like you were at that time, you said oh, it all good. You know, the, you have the oil business, it's not super, but you're able to take care of everyone. Yeah. And everybody's good, the business is spinning the way it needs to spin and everything's working. I've noticed that men, like when I speak to wives, like my husband's depressed, I say what, does he have a job? Yeah, he has a job, they he like it? No, he hates it. It's boring, well, you know, I don't think he has a sense of purpose yet. I think if he took the time to actually discover what he wants from life, and life is probably calling him to a higher place, but nobody's teaching him that. So is he watching a lot of Netflix and getting overweight? He said, yeah, back-to-back TV shows. He doesn't even look up anymore. He's just on his phone. I bet you if you check his Explore page, it's filled with booties and boobs as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, The more money these men are stepping out, what's happening if you can speak to it? Quite an interesting topic. I mean, I've been broke before, and now, you know, to the glory of God, <laughs> I'm doing very well. <laughs> that right. was a rich man laugh. <laughs> that laugh had money. Go you for know, it. Continue. I, to be honest, it just—I think this is where environment is everything. Mm. If you're in an environment where you have a lot of, you know, individuals who are very super wealthy and they live a certain lifestyle, there's no, there's no way you're going to avoid not being that. You know where you're going to pr- become very promiscuous. You're going to do the nightclubs. You're going to do the strippers clubs because that's fun. That's playing with a the toy, they say. Mm. But if you become wealthy and you are pursuing a purpose and the purpose is beyond money. Money beyond versus this- wealth. Exactly. I agree with you. Because wealth has it's, meaning. Money money, just has mon- money. Money is just to spend and just yes. to enjoy, right? Wealth is completely different. And I say this to the time, some of my community members, I say, do you want to be rich or do you want to be wealthy? Mm. What one is it? Rich means lavish enjoy you know you're not gonna take it with you life is for the living wealth is a good name a good man legacy purpose generational my father says something to me my father was quite polygamous right my father married a Lot of we men. My mother is the seventh wife. I'm the 26th born of my late father. Yeah, I learned something from him. <laughs> <laughs> like you, be, are you bumping into siblings every time. Like when you go to Nigeria, I don't, I don't know some of my, I don't know some of wow. my, uh, some of my half brother, wow. half sister, especially if, even from the third and the fourth wife. I don't really know the, wow. the kids. But wow. my dad was quite. So, but something I learned from him, even though he was very, very. I mean, at the time, he, he's, he's late now. But at that time, he said something son, build a good name. Mm. The good name is not just money. The good name is who you are. The good name is what brand. you stand for. It's the brand. and good, good name is, I propose good name, open doors. Mm. Build a good, good name. Good name, after I am gone, why do I <clears throat> say my father's name? His name is Moses. His surname is Agwebo. Mm-hmm. His middle name is and Bibi. you know, mm-hmm. quite lengthy names. Mm-hmm. But I answer his name because they taught me that just one principle oh, okay. your name. Mm-hmm. Rich, sometimes rich people don't understand about, rich people don't care about names. Yeah. Wealthy people build name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Name comes with everything else. Yes. Wealth, mm-hmm. it's everything else. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> yes, you're very right from the algorithm you've just spoken about sometimes the more men becomes more wealthy or the more... so the more, 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 the more money some men makes. especially... Let's talk about, for example, African people and African politicians, right? African... Pol- even, actually, the Western politics. Mm. They do all sort of, you know, dodgy things about... You know, I don't want to go into deep into it, but we know what goes down there. Yeah. <clears throat> but if you're building wealth, it goes with purpose. Yeah. Just you and I, when we first mm-hmm. met... Before you responded back to me, your, what was your algorithm? Your algorithm would be probably research. Mm. This guy. Oh, yeah. Straight on Google. I told you tonight, I called a few people. I was like, who's, uh, who's this Who's this guy? He's DM'd me. He's messaged me. Because you have so many people who are attracted to... You probably get this a lot. What you mentor me. Mentor me. Some of these guys can destroy you. Yeah. So a lot of people are just looking for a way to sneak in pretend and this is one of the things i love i read great books you know and um, one of the greatest book i've ever read you know it just basically just teaches you about how to protect what you've already created so that you it, it it's, can be prevented from contamination yes because remember what's the book is the laws of power exactly i thought you're gonna go there yeah laws a of lot powers. of people hate that book a lot of people hate it because I... a lot of people read it too quick yes it's not a book to be read when you're on your, on your beginning part of your journey. It's that a book that must be read. Insidious. It must be a book that must be it's read. very insidious, though. If you listen to it in audio, Both. it sounds evil. Even you know when he's talking. It isn't it's evil. Don't outshine the king. Because if you outshine... And you'll tell a story. This is what I love about it. And I say, do you know why I say it's kind of evil? It's dark wisdom. I'll tell you why. Because we're told biblically, be as meek as lambs. But be as crafty as serpents. The Bible says, don't let your what left hand know, know what your right hand is doing. doing. But this book teaches you, this is the first book I've ever read that teaches you serpent level craft. Like how to literally be a serpent. Like stand in a room, this guy thinks he's the king. Don't outshine him. And how in not outshining him, you can take his authority later. There's no book to t- I mean, it's all through the Bible. Don't get me wrong, it's there. But he gets the wisdom. Ah, when he talks about scarcity and even what you said about the King of England not talking too much. Like that book, they banned it in prisons. Do you know, in America, they don't mm-hmm. allow it in prisons because the prisoners were catching wind of the principles and they were becoming top dog of their cells just by reading the book. Life is all about choices. I say this all the time, yeah. choices. Mm-hmm. The choice to become the greatest version of yourself or the choice for you to become the worst version of yourself. Correct. If you choose bad over good, then the choice and consequences are there. So for every information that you receive, it is your choice to go through the part of what you become of it. Correct. Correct. Does that make sense? Yeah. I always say this as well. Everybody has what it takes to be successful. Financially, emotionally, and otherwise. But guess what? when people are in relationships and marriage especially in this side of the country or the side of the nation that we are husband and wife wants to lead but two captains cannot Not lead the double-headed cannot, thing is a cannot monster move a ship so if you start to apply different wisdom to wealth principles when god created adam and eve when god created male and female says woman being the helper to the man so be his side when he can't see this bit you know and i and i can go deep 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 into all these different you know part of this session but the point i'm trying to make in the end is that right we have what it takes to either use the information that we process every single day for the betterment of our lives correct or to adapt the victim mentality which is what we spoke about earlier Correct. correct so which one is it going to be but again the institution have taught us all right to either want to be evil or want to be bad and people are always obviously doing evil over good. i want to ask you is as we have an event called elevate coming out why should people be there we talked about pay to play yesterday why should they pay to play if you can tell us that when i started to pay to play my life changed when my circle changed my life changed when the kind of conversation i started to have my life changed elevate means it's like being on the ground floor and you need a lift you need a, you know, you, you a lift to go to the next level. Elevate means, uh, for me, a relationship right. right? that adds value or brings value to your table. Mm-hmm. I learned something from a few billionaires that have become my friends. And someone said to me, one of them said, he said, you need people and you need opportunity to become a billionaire. People, mm-hmm. opportunity is the easiest way to become Very a billionaire. Good. He said, you don't need money. It's not money that makes you billions. Yes. It is opportunity and the, the people, people. that's around you right right why should people elevate themselves right now mm-hmm. this has become one of the fastest time on the planet earth that becoming successful is mm-hmm. in your doorstep a lot of opportunities Depend on the information and how you pro- provide you know processing information correct. are you utilizing information for your growth or are you getting entertained by the information correct but this is why again a lot of people sleep too much poor mm-hmm. people love to sleep huh? poor people have all the excuses and but yet they want good things right so elevate means it's time to elevate to the next level yes elevate means it's time to be in the room elevate means it's time for you to come to someone that's got your resort and you ask them how can you take me from here to there correct knowing where you are now to going where you're going right that's what elevate means to me so if you want to change your destiny if you want to see yourself five years from and look back and say wow did i do that you want to be in the elevate conference mm. appreciate that big time wow thank you so so much dr daniel for being on today's podcast we hope to have you back soon this was an awesome awesome time i'm sure all of you agree